Hey everyone, Andrew from the Games in That Podcast here. If you're hearing this, I wanted to take a minute and apologize to you all. Brandon and I have had a few things come up of recent that, unfortunately, have kept us from regularly uploading the audio version of the podcast. If you're listening to this on or after November 1st, then there are three brand new episodes for you to enjoy, so be sure to check your feed for those other ones as well. This episode in particular was our discussion on Fortnite Chapter 2 in Apex Legends Season 3, recorded back on October 23rd. I hope you all enjoy it. Thank you so much for listening, and we promise to get these audio versions back on a regular schedule. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week. And welcome once again to the Games in That Podcast, the show where today we eat an epic amount of crow, but not because it's the Halloween season. I'm Andrew Fiak. And I'm Brandon Carnahan. And in 2012, a little movie called The Hunger Games was released, much to the enjoyment of tweens and their parents everywhere. Uh, This movie not only promoted a strong female protagonist, the failures of a dictatorship, and the importance of hope. It would also inadvertently inspire an entire genre of games that would go on to make every single dollar in the world from 2016 to present, the Battle Royale game. And today, we are talking Fortnite and Apex Legends, much to our chagrin. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, If you would have told me at this time last year when we started the podcast, right around this time, that Mm -hmm. uh, we were going to have an episode where we talked about how awesome Fortnite was. I called you crazy. <laughs> Might have slapped you. Um, but here we are. 2019. Yeah. We, uh, we did do an episode uh, way back when, uh, when Apex Legends came out for the first time. Uh, I remember we were super hyped on that. We thought it did a lot of stuff for the genre very well. I know we talked about Battle Royales, not necessarily at length, but I think we talked about what this one did right versus what others kind of missed the mark on. And I'd say these days, everybody's just pretty much stealing from each other, implementing whatever cool new thing comes up in a Battle Royale game and its own Battle Royale game. Um, (laughs) And it's just a weird odd time and landscape for the battle royale genre genre and just free to play multiplayer games in general uh and i think it warrants uh we wanted to talk about the genre as a whole today uh but with specific focus on the ones that we've been playing recently which are uh the new seasons so we have Fortnite, which uh at the end of season x season 10 um got sucked into a black hole everything you knew and loved about Fortnite was gone for a day Kids everywhere were livid. Uh, Smashing TVs, you <laughs> name it. Uh, and then all of a sudden, Fortnite Chapter 2 came out. Season 1, Chapter 2. Um, and I'd say it's a very, very different game from what Fortnite was at the end of Season 10. Almost drastically different games uh with (laughs) some similarities uh and apex legends just launched their season three with a new legend crypto uh as well as a new map and they are in a seasonal mode right now for halloween uh which has a Shadowfall solo mode uh brandon before we get into some of the questions we have for each other i just was curious um how you liking fortnite 
how you like an apex in as little words as possible um pretty much the opposite of where i was a year ago Um, (laughs) (laughs) with apex i'm just kind of like eh feels Mm -hmm. like you know same old same old whereas with Fortnite, even though it is kind of like in all actuality same old same old um i feel like it by getting rid of all the fluff they've really they brought me back in they've toned it down and it's it they've got it boiled down to its essence right now i think for me anyway all right yeah i'd say i feel pretty similar i think um i'm very high on Fortnite right now yeah um and i'm still trying to find my relationship with apex i'm trying to figure out why we're doing this tango together that we can't seem to figure out where i was super high on it when it came out and now i'm just kind of like you really aren't changing, are you? Like you're just you're putting on new makeup, you're buying new clothes, but yeah. you're not really you're not really pushing the genre anywhere. You're kind you've kind of got complacent. Yeah. Um and that's where I kinda am with Apex. But Fortnite, I'm like, who's this new chick on the block? <laughs> um <laughs> I would love to meet you. Um but my first question for you, Brandon. Yes, Andrew. So I would love to know uh, what it is about Fortnite, Apex, or just even the Battle Royale game genre in general that speaks to you. You know, why why play a game like this over just a regular team deathmatch or even some other objective-based multiplayer shooter? Well, uh, let me start off by saying that uh, I'm going to go ahead and cross that question off of my list. <laughs> I'm going to ask it right back to you in a moment. So you can have some time to think about your answer. Um, For me, it is, it, it it takes the basic concept of like what you would have in a TDM game mode or just a death match. And it kind of, it, it, it raises the stakes because you die once and then you've lost the game. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas in, team deathmatch and and just regular deathmatch like you just over and over and over again um so this one really like battle royale i feel like it really uh, it necessitates that you understand the mechanics of the game from jump and literally from jump mm-hmm. and um i don't know i just the, the the added necessity to kind of like be on your game you know in order to win is really it's interesting to me. It's fun. It's, it's a rush. And then um, I think in general, even when there's nothing going on, when you're just like running around, looting, exploring, um, that moment to moment, not knowing necessarily when you're going to encounter someone, um, it has a very unique type of tension that you really don't get in any other game styles. Yeah. And um, I think that just that type of tension is super fun, super entertaining for me. And um, I would say that like probably 99.9% of every encounter you have with another player is unique from every other one that you've had. So um, it does not get stale. Even when you're doing the same thing over and over, you could drop in the same location time after time after time, different amounts of people are going to drop there. I mean, you might drop one time and it's just you there. You might drop there another time and it's just absolute chaos. So there's a a great variability in it. Um, And then just, but thrown in that tension man it just ratchets everything up that's that's yep. pretty much i would say why i would 
I gravitate towards battle royale and why I'm while I might not actively play battle royales all the time, there's always a part of me that's like, and we should reinstall PUBG and, and see what that's all about now. Or, you know, let's right. jump back into Apex for a little bit and, and see what's going on there. And, you know, there's those big three and you can kind of bounce between the three of them. And at any given time, one of them is going to kind of pull you more than the other two. Um, so it, it's nice that they're, they're, it's an active game mode. Um, they're always being changed around in some way, some more than others, as I'm sure we'll discuss today. But it's a very yep. fluid game mode overall, I think, compared to like a team deathmatch or any other type of, you know, player versus player activity. Mm-hmm. Well, I agree with that. I think you hit the nail on the head there. I don't think there's any much more to be said about it. It's really I think I think it, it can't be emphasized enough that it's a test of your own skill. Yeah. The second you get comfortable, the second you get complacent, you are putting yourself in, in harm's way and doing a disservice to yourself on the way to victory. Yeah. Um, and it's it's something that I haven't felt in any other game. Whereas, you know, I'm I'm not succeeding all the time in these games. There are some times where I have streak of you know your second place third place rounds that feel really really good mm-hmm. every once in a while i've gotten in this new fortnite mode i've gotten um two victories and in the apex i got one earlier this afternoon um so it in these launched what last tuesday um yeah, about i think there. is when the seasons yeah. came out um so it, you know i would put myself on the average that average line to above average but man even the games where I drop in and I'm like 30th, 50th, even 90th, 80th, it still pushes me to go back in, play another game and go, no, I can do better than that. No, I can. Like if I just would have done this one thing differently, there's a sense of learning as you go. Whereas in other death matches, team death matches, dominations, capture the flags, whatever it is, you can die. You can you can die 30, 40 times on your team. Be the person who dies the most and still be top tier by completing objectives, respawning immediately, coming back and learning from your mistakes immediately. Whereas in these games, you get one chance and one chance only. If you die, you die. You got to start all over again with a new group of people. And it makes you think about the shots you take, the the time you spend places, the, um, the, the loot that you're gathering. What kind of guns do I want to have? Do I want to have a shield and a heal on me or do I just want to have heals? Do I want to take the risk of that for this awesome thing I just found? Um, it challenges you in ways that I am not challenged in other games because in single player games, again, if you die, you just get back up and do it again right. uh, from whatever checkpoint you get. So it's a, it's a totally different genre from other multiplayer games. And I really appreciate it, especially when you succeed and you see you're, you're climbing that ladder, those low place finishes to the higher place finishes mm-hmm. to your top fives, top tens, top threes. Um, it feels so good and it's so satisfying. And in a, in a genre of gaming these days, where or in a mind in a mentality of gaming these days where it's all about the the instant wins the give me the the loot drop every time i do something give me the this when i do that like picking that up like i'm i'm constantly winning i'm constantly accomplishing things constantly knocking out objectives i think this game for all intents and purposes um really rewards patience and timing and skill 
unlike other games do. It's not like a mobile game where it's just like every day you log in, you get a benefit. You do this, you do that. This mm-hmm. game has those things, and we'll talk about that. But um, just the gameplay itself at the core of the game, um, I think it's rewarding unlike anything else that's out there. Yeah, definitely agree with that. Um, I think to speak to the idea of the patience involved with this, um, I think you also see that reflected in just like the general flow from game to game. Um, so to come back to how what we were saying about like a normal deathmatch, team deathmatch game, when you mm-hmm. die, you're right back in it. You have basically like seconds to kind of reflect and think about what you did. And it's, it's more of just kind of throwing yourself into the meat grinder in those type of situations and just kind of like groundhog daying it more or less until you right. are able to best the other person or whatever. Whereas with uh, the Battle Royale games, I feel like even though you can pretty much queue right into a new session pretty much immediately, you still have like maybe a minute or two minutes before you're, and sometimes three, depending on you know how fast the lobby fills up. You have a good chunk of time by comparison to actually think about what happened in that last match. How did how did I lose? What did I do that was stupid? And, and I think that that level of uh, just kind of reflecting on how you're playing is very unique to this mode where other modes are just kind of like go, 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 go. This one gives you time to stop and breathe and think about what you did. And I think that's why um, a lot of, you know, aside from just like the excitement of the moment to moment, I think that's why a lot of like really popular streamers kind of gravitate towards um, these type of games um, is because it demands that level of skill and it's always awesome to watch someone that's highly skilled at something do whatever that something is and i think that just the flow in general um lends itself to rewarding skill and reflecting on the bad so that you can do better next time yeah and we just found out today that um i think specifically on pc i don't know if the consoles have this version uh we should say that we played fortnite on a multitude of platforms i played on switch I played on PC. I even tried it on my iPad because now you can migrate your account anywhere. Yeah, I tried it on my phone. How'd that go? It looked better on the phone than it did on the Switch, which Switch. I thought was surprising. Uh-huh. So I don't know if that's like... <laughs> <laughs> is that a knock on Nintendo? Or is, is that like a pat on the back for... I don't know, Apple, man, but I'm kind of... But- I'm kind of half tempted to get one of those uh, like phone grips for my DualShock 4 and just lay in bed and kind of play it that have, way rather than play it I was Switch. 100% thinking about that last night. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to go on yeah. Thingiverse and, and find a phone grip and print one of those out. Oh, yeah. You could 3D print that. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, yeah. No, I, I agree with all of that. And um, I think specifically, um, since we've played apex and Fortnite. um i do have a question for you about those two specifically so let's consider the primary differences between apex and Fortnite. i think one is more speed based one is hero based there's building mechanics in Fortnite. one is a first person shooter compared to the other being a third person shooter which one in its current iteration right now do you think does the genre better and why and to say that they both do it differently is not an acceptable answer. So comparing, you're, again, comparing Apex yep. and, and uh, Fortnite. Talking just those two Apex and Fortnite, which one do you think does more service to the Battle Royale genre than the other? I think it's it's Fortnite just because of 
the way they're, I, I guess their design philosophy in general is they're always changing something. They're always adding things in. They're always taking things out. Um, they're not afraid to do really like bold things like taking the game down for a whole day. You know, arguably the most pop, one of the most popular games, if not the most popular game. I mean, if you look at the numbers on Twitch, um, speaks mm-hmm. for itself. Um, but taking that down for a long time, like that's a pretty bold move. I mean, you could, I mean, they did piss a lot of people off. Um, but they have done so well at consistently like generating hype. And whenever that hype is kind of like backing off and things aren't working, they'll pull stuff out and just get rid of it. Um, so I think the, the, the way that they iterate on the game so frequently does the genre very good. Um, I don't know specifically because it should be said that the last time I think probably either of us really sat down and played Fortnite was probably before the battle pass was even implemented. I know for me, like the last time season I played one, it, yeah, um, mm-hmm. was either right when they did start doing battle pass or shortly before that. <clears throat> so it's some either with this last update or sometime between you know season one and now, um, it feels like they've really tightened up the shooting mechanics because before like it felt very cartoony um like just like the way that everything handled it just seemed like a little bit off um but now everything it it feels more precise it it, i don't know every the all the weapon types feel very unique so they've kind of tightened that stuff up and uh i just feel like comparatively like when i'm aiming at something and i want to hit it if i have the crosshair on it and i'm shooting at the right time like the hit's gonna hit Whereas with like Apex and especially with PUBG, I feel like I could aim the same way four times and the shot's going to go in four different places. More so with PUBG and less less than with uh, Apex. Um, I, don't, I just think that they, because of how much they change stuff, they have a lot of opportunity to make adjustments so that it stays fun. And mm-hmm. I think to that end, it's constantly being refreshed and and changed for the better like it doesn't stagnate whereas with apex we're what season three now yep i really don't feel like there's that big of a difference from when the game released to now sure the only difference is the map there's a new map and there's what three new operators or three new heroes whatever you want three new legends Legends they've also done like bungee style tweaks to some of the guns like with the mozambique the pistol the, the yeah. shotgun pistol was kind of a joke nobody ever picked it up in the mm-hmm. first season now in season three it's a much more viable option for close quarters because they've honed in that spread and they've made it a much more concentrated close range shot people are still going for like your peacekeepers and your eva eights yeah. for the autos but um it seems like they 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 tweak guns and they they try to find that balance where every legend feels viable, every gun feels viable, and so forth. Whereas in Fortnite, I would say there's a massive difference between the different tiers of each weapon you can pick up. Whereas you wouldn't want to go into a firefight with like a common weapon when somebody else might have the legendary or epic version of that because you'll be at a severe disadvantage just in terms of recoil and damage done, etc. Yeah. I think the other thing that Fortnite really has going for it is it's one of those games where it's super easy to pick up and very difficult to master. And I feel like Apex, there is a lot steeper learning curve where it's mm-hmm. not as easy to pick up, but it still has, like this, I would say, a comparable level of depth 
a different type of depth, but still like a comparable level of depth. Um, and I think just the accessibility of Fortnite. I mean, that's I think that's why so many people play it. Cause, I mean, mm-hmm. they're both free games. Um, they're both you know similar in, in all the obvious ways. But I mean, granted, Fortnite has been out longer, but I just don't. I feel like Apex right now is kind of getting to a point where it's it's going to get stagnant pretty soon. Yeah, I think Fortnite is that happy middle ground between a game like PUBG, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, that's super high end, realistic, and literally, if if you were to send out a hundred people onto an island to actually do this with loot drops everywhere, it would probably be more closely related to PUBG. Whereas yeah. Apex is like your Overwatch style. You're playing as a, a hero with special abilities mm-hmm. and it's much more fast paced. You're sliding, jumping, swinging, climbing. Um, and then Fortnite's kind of like, it's got a little bit of that fantasy element, but it's also got some much more ground in reality. Now I know the first iterate, the first 10 seasons of Fortnite were like, how can we continue to outdo ourselves? How can we continue to release yeah. Mecha Warriors, <clears throat> Batman's in it now, John Wick's in it now, yeah. Neon, Marshmallow Concert. Yeah. yeah, the whole Thanos Infinity Gauntlet thing. That's probably the last time I played Fortnite, actually. Yeah. Because <laughs> I actually played some of those games, and I that was when the mobile version came out. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it does. I think it does a really good job now that they've quite literally wiped the slate clean gone back to fundamentally at the core how do we make this experience better and i think you nailed it saying it's it's really back to guns feel good when you shoot them when you hit somebody there's good feedback i know if i am complacent i'm in trouble if i'm even with the slow pace and even some of the building mechanics which i'm shocked we haven't even mentioned yet in fortnite (laughs) um even dabbling in those a little bit, you feel like you're leveling up the playing field more and more you play and you get used to those things. And um, it's, it's a good way for me because when I jumped into season 10 in anticipation of the new Fortnite stuff coming out, um, I was lost. There was so much garbage in that world and all these things going on. And there was like a moon gravity based area of the map. Like, this thing was like if if a 10 year old had toys and like just started playing with them one afternoon in the living room like this yeah. is what he came up with but it now feels tight it, it's it's a little bit more honed in what it is i wish there was a little bit more to it but like you said it's that it's that game to game um that game to game climb that you have where you're you're learning the mechanics you're getting better you're doing your thing and you every every match you have a you have a couple minutes to reflect on what did i do wrong what could i be doing better what am i Mm -hmm. going to do differently and i think that's important yeah um so before we get too far off of just like the broad strokes of battle royale um, yeah so it's it's almost like a, a joke nowadays that like all these games that these first person shooters and stuff that come out include some type of a, a battle Royale game at some point, like fallout 76, they have their own version. Battlefield five has one. Um, apparently, uh, sometime after launch, modern warfare is going to have one. Um, call of duty. Black ops had one. Yeah. Black ops three, mm-hmm. black ops four, black ops four. Yeah. Black ops four. Um, 
blackout. So do you th- do you think that the addition of Battle Royale as a game mode is sort of becoming like a quintessential type of thing that all shooters are should or should have or do you think it's just like an, an easy cash grab? I wouldn't say it's an easy cash grab because games like Black Ops 4 for example that came out with the blackout mode it, that game wasn't free to play. You had to pay to play that game. Mm-hmm. And Fortnite, Apex, um, those are free-to-play versions of that game with the cosmetic microtransaction, battle pass type stuff built into it. Um, I don't think it's a cash grab necessarily. I guess it depends on the game you're talking about. But is it well, becoming an, a quintus- an att- attempt at a cash grab? Attempt at a cash grab. Yeah. Um, no, it, I think it's more of an attempt for attention because I think we've established and I think it's been proven that the Battle Royale genre is its own thing. It's not team deathmatch. It's not multiplayer. It's not, let, let's use Call of Duty because I think Call of Duty is one of the more popular multiplayer games out there that has all these different modes. You have your team deathmatch, capture the flags, mm-hmm. domination, HQ, all that stuff. Um, it's still not, a battle royale and i think that as its own mode and being added to other games is actually kind of fascinating if you look on it at it from the outside in having never played a battle royale game i can see why it would seem like oh roll of the eyes like here we go they're doing a battle royale too and whatever let's see how this is and that's how i used to view it but now that i've gotten into it and i've kind of um what do I want to say? I've, I've, I've kind of tuned my mindset to that style of game where sure. I'm enjoying it more. Even when I'm losing, I'm, I'm still getting something out of it. And I was very reluctant at first with them because whenever I would play one and I wouldn't do well, I would think, well, this is a waste of my time. All these people are so much better than me, which is what turns me off to multiplayer games in yeah. the first place. Why waste my time in a game where there's so many professionals playing it that I'm just going to get gat right off right off the bat you know why waste my time um but it's that matchmaking is getting better they now have ranked versions of those games so i would love to see it in more styles of games i would love to see other types of genres take stabs at this Mm -hmm. um like like what tetris 99 did i think that's an awesome example of a battle royale game yeah super off the wall way to do it super off the wall way to do it battle royale it's, it's core yeah 100% and I would love to see more of those things Um, I think when it's free to play there's more of a predatory uh, grab at your cash (laughs) type thing there Mm -hmm. Um, I think that Fortnite's doing a good job with the battle pass even though I I feel like that's much more of a grind than it should be because I'm, I'm paying for it and I feel like I should be rewarded for paying for it, not being punished for, okay, now you got to put 150 hours into this thing. You could just play it for free. Right. Um, and if you don't feel well, like doing that, you can just buy the tiers to it. Yeah. I, I think to that end with the battle pass, um, I don't think it's an unacceptable grind. I think the idea of the battle pass is to keep you engaged throughout the duration of the season. Right. Um, so, I mean, I can understand why it does get grindy towards the end because they want to try to keep you playing. Because otherwise, I mean, you know, there'd be people that would sit there and just 
you know, smash through all 100 levels and then be like, well, my $10 only got me 150 hours of game time. And <laughs> obviously that's ridiculous. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I think that's ultimately what they're trying to avoid. Um, do you think that Battle Royales are better served as a game mode within a game, a la, you know, the next Modern Warfare when it has uh, Battle Royale added to it? Or do you think it's better uh, situated as its own entity where it's you're playing multiplayer and you are playing Battle Royale? Oh, if I had to take, if I have to take a stance, because I think it depends on the game and how it's done. I nobody wants to play a watered down version of a battle royale that's right. literally just one small island, fifty to a hundred people, and you just you just do that. I mean, that's what that's what Fortnite is, and that technically is not a standalone battle royale game, but it is on some of the other devices like mobile and Switch and stuff. It may as well be. I mean, it may as well. If you, be. if you talk about Fortnite to someone, like they're going to automatically think of the battle royale aspect of it. Very few people will think of the save the world. Whereas, like, mm-hmm. if you're like, "Oh, I was playing Call of Duty," people are going to think, you know, just general yeah. first person shooter, military that type of thing. They're not going to go straight to battle royale. But I, I, get, I get what you're saying. Well, my knee jerk reaction is. I think it would be better suited as its own game because then I feel like all the time and attention is going to where it needs to, to make that mode the best it can be. But then I think about things like call of duty, black, like black ops four is a great example because it launched as a battle Royale game. Plus all of the, your call of duty multiplayer stuff you'd want. Mm -hmm. It got rid of the single player in favor of doing the blackout mode which nobody knew about until they announced it after the fact. Everybody thought we're going to get this cool Black Ops 4. It's going to have everything you want in it. And then they were like, by the way, no single player, but here's our Battle Royale game. And it did really, really well. And it still is really fun to play. If you go back and pick it up, I think I sunk my teeth into it just before the Fortnite and Apex stuff came out. And I, I had fun in the few games I played. Um and but that but then you're talking about like a behemoth like Activision, a AAA studio that that can actually put that time and attention into a mode like that and make it feel like it could just be its own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think no, I, I'm going to stick to what I said. I think I'd rather have it be its own thing, like PUBG, like Apex, like Fortnite. I think it'd rather just be its own thing. That way, that's where everything goes, and that's where my time is, and nothing else is is fine for it yeah i would agree with that and i think uh another thing that uh comes up when you have it added to a game or as a, a mode within a game is that um you know you're like you said the, the attention can't be focused on just that just from from a development and from a player standpoint um so you're gonna i feel like when it's in a game as a mode you're the pool of players that are gonna be playing that mode is far i mean just numbers alone um, yeah. <laughs> with other different modes, it's going to be a lot smaller um, than it would be if it's that's just all it is. Um, and I think the other thing that's tough, especially with these big franchise games like your Battlefields, your Call of Duties, is that you know typically we see like maybe like a two or three year kind of turnaround. Or in, in cases of Call of Duty, it's, it's basically uh, a yearly thing or bi yearly from two different studios, and right. then it gets to the point of well do you include it because you're just going to, or do you even buy into that because you know, this mode is going to be basically 
started from scratch like and you have to purchase it again in a year or two years whatever um whereas the standalone ones like you know PUBG, apex and um fortnite they just iterate what they have over and over and it's just update after update after update so it's once you get it you know you're you're in it even if you know really PUBG is kind of the outlier because that's the only one that's paid of the big three. Um, but you're still, yeah. you're not going to expect to have to shell out another, you know, whatever, 30, 40 bucks, whatever it is um, down the line, because you know, they're going to keep updating it until, and then when they do um, change it, it's not like the, you know, Madden-esque way that Call of Duties have been released in the past. Um, you know, you know, it's going to be like a significant update. So um, right. I think, as a standalone game, I think most people would probably be able to sniff out that it's a better decision financially um, because it's not going to take away from or require an extra purchase down the line. And, and they know they have the confidence that it'll be updated frequently. Yeah. I, and I think it goes without saying to that end that um, I've we both purchased the battle pass for Fortnite. Which was which I never have done before. I've never that's the first battle pass I've ever bought. Same here. And I can already say that because that game was free to play and it was a standalone battle royale, and I know what kind of time and attention they're gonna put into it based on what they did in the first few years slash ten seasons of Fortnite, I know I'm gonna get my money's worth. I've already gotten more than my money's worth. I have put well enough way more time into this than I ever thought I would. And it's yeah. that thing. It's the one more game, one more game, just one more. Okay, one more. Oh, I died early on. One more game. Yeah, and, and the stuff that they give you in the battle pass, it's like legitimately good. Like they don't just dump garbage skins in there. The ones that they give you as part of the battle pass are really cool. Um, all like the harvesting tools are all very cool. Mm-hmm. The slipstreams, the uh, gliders, like all that stuff is like legitimately well designed. Like cool, interesting looking designs, and it. it it, you can tell that they've put thought into it and they it it resonates with like an air of like okay we actually care about what we're putting out instead of just a straight up cash grab and the other thing that they do really well and I think you said Apex does this I can't remember um, but basically if you buy the battle pass one time as long as you play basically through half of the battle pass which is really not that hard I'm like a quarter of the way through and it's only been out a week um yeah you can make part of the rewards is it'll give you the in-game currency. So if you play to, I think level 59 out of a hundred, so a little over halfway um, level 59 of a hundred, you'll get 900 battle points right there. And then you have, mm. cause you can only buy them in $10 increments. Um, you'll have 50. So you'll have at level um, 59. You will have enough to purchase another battle pass for the next season, which I think is perfect. Provided that you yes. know you don't see something you like in the store, and you're like, mm, "Gotta have that," because there are some right. really cool ones that they kind of bring out of the vault every now and then to throw out there. Which is cool because those were probably included as part of past battle passes. Yeah, I think and most of them are. It, or it like makes me feel like, yeah, and it, it kind of counteracts that FOMO a little bit. Now, every day when I log in to play, if I if I do play that day, I'm always checking the item shop. Just want to see what's there. What yeah. did I miss? What's worth my time? Granted, I'm never going to buy anything because I know once I buy something, something cooler is going to come out the next day. Yeah. And that's just how that works. I've convinced um, myself of that. You mentioned it before. Like, um, you can actually go through and you can, like, buy whatever. Like, so and I get the idea behind it is at the end of the season, if you're, like, you know, level 98 
and you want to mm-hmm. get those last two levels and it's like the day of and you know you're not going to get them um you can purchase levels on the battle pass yeah you um, can buy the tiers with v bucks i went i went and because you can say like you can go to the whatever level you want to buy up to and then you can uh say you want to purchase it and it'll tell you how many v bucks it costs mm-hmm. um i decided i was like well how much is it going to take me to go Oh, no. the equivalent of 50 <laughs> levels so i went forward 50 levels and just to multiply it by two and i think it was something like 200 and it came out to be like around like over 200 dollars to buy to just just buy the <laughs> whole shebang and i was like Ugh, some people yeah <laughs> yeah that's a little uh but i know that some people have just banked up v bucks from just playing the game yep yep and so i, I get it but I think adding the V bucks in as a reward was a super smart thing because, you know, one time investments keeps people playing. And I think that right. that's, that's the make or break of the games really. I mean, especially Fortnite, they have more money than they need. Um, so, I mean, it's a business. So what, well, it's what, do, like, they, what do they need? But they yeah, have but so like much money that they can, they can afford to not have someone like put out the real money to buy the battle pass. And I think it's, I think they get that, the success of their game is highly dependent on how many people are actually playing it and continue to play it. So they, they give you that, uh, V buck drip to either keep you invested because you want to keep using these skins you bought or because you know, you're going to be able to buy the battle pass without having to spend another, uh, you know, additional 10 real dollars to do it, which I think is super smart. Right. And please don't be confused. Those of you listening to the, Oh, I can make my money back if I buy the battle pass and I, and I play it enough. You're getting in-store credit. It's like returning something back to target that somebody got you. You can't get the cash in your hand to do whatever you want with. You get in-store credit back. You're basically, you're getting, you have the the ability to purchase another battle pass without physically or digitally giving away real dollars. You make, in theory, you can make one, a one-time purchase of $10 to get the V-Bucks, and then just by playing, you could, in theory, continue to play through every season just by playing up to a certain point and making sure that you get whatever the requisite level is to have enough points. Yeah. And to be clear, these are not uh, things that are unlocked in the game that give you any type of advantage over another, though I would argue they are all a cosmetic, but I will argue if you're going into Fortnite and you're picking the all white neon skin, I'm going to see you from 250 to 300 yards away. Yeah. But if you're wearing like green and brown and you're kind of camouflaging yourself, it's going to be much harder to see you. Right. Yeah. Just realistic principle on that. But I think also with Fortnite specifically, everything in that game is pretty saturated and colorful that it doesn't make mm-hmm. as much of a difference. Whereas, like, you know, in. PUBG, there's a lot of very like bright, loud color on there when like the worlds in that game are pretty mute and realistic. Um, yeah. You're either playing on snow, sand, or green. Yeah. That's it. So those bright colors are like really noticeable on those games. Whereas in Fortnite, it is more noticeable, but it's not as bad compared to other games. But I still agree with you completely. I try to pick a, a skin that's more uh, copacetic with the, the surroundings than, you know, the flashy. Yeah, guys. Well, although I will say, once I unlock the uh, the goo guy, I'm probably going to be using him for because oh, he's thousand super cool looking. Super well, cool. I, he also comes with all the goo skins for all your weapons. Dude, that goo hammer looks so dope. 
I know. <laughs> I know. And yes, does it make me mad when I'm going against somebody and I'm in a lobby and I see a bunch of Christian Bale Batmans and Keanu Reeves John Wicks? Yes. Do I want those skins? Yes. Is there a way for me to buy them right now? Not that I know of, but I would love to. If somebody's yeah. listening and wants to give me one, go for it. But now there's that like, oh man, look at all the stuff I've missed out on. I can't wait to see what's going to be coming up in the next few seasons and, and what's going to be happening and like yeah. you said as long as you're playing it you're making your money back in game and you can just get the next battle pass and just keep opening that door to all the cool stuff that everybody else has yeah or if you're not into that you can just fire up the game and play it as much as you want mm-hmm. it'll still track all your stats keep all your replays you can play with all your friends you don't even need to belong to half of the online memberships like ps now or, P- or ps plus um, I think Nintendo Switch Online requires you to have it. Yeah, I think PSN is um, the only one that does not require that you have it. There. Do you need uh, to have Xbox service. Gold to play Fortnite? Do you yeah. know? Yeah. I remember okay. Whenever it came out, I remember there being like a stink about it, where you could you could play on PlayStation without the subscription, but you couldn't. You need it on Xbox. People were like, "Wow, why one?" So what we're saying is, play on PlayStation or play on your <laughs> phone or PC. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but for twenty bucks on Switch, that's so convenient. That's, it's that's, hard to beat. If, that's my but go-to if you like way playing, to play it. Yeah, but if you if you like playing in seven twenty p, and that's that's your prerogative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think so. We talked about this a little bit already, but I want to go in um, a little bit more in depth with it. A lot of battle royale games are we jokingly said are pulling mechanics from one another, but Mm -hmm. that's exactly what they're doing. Um, The ping system that apex legends did where you can just click a button in the world and it'll, um, it'll just know to tell you, are you highlighting an enemy? Are you highlighting a door, a chest, a a spot to go look depending on what you're looking at. Yeah. It's contextual. Depending on what it is. And it, it combats the people who don't play with mics for whatever sociopathic reason. Um, (laughs) That that's fine. Um, The battle pass. I think Fortnite is, notorious for being the first ones to do the battle pass and then other people started to kind of pull from and do their own versions of it um resurrecting your fallen teammates apex legends did that fortnite put it in their next season wasn't and wasn't even like oh no we were gonna put this in they like straight up took it put it in didn't change anything they put it Um, in pretty soon after apex came out too it was like the following season and seasons are like 50 60 days long so I, i definitely was talking some smack whenever i found out that they did that but looking back on it like why wouldn't you like if another game is doing something and doing something right and it's in the same you know competitive space for people's time and money why wouldn't you right only it only makes the game better um it it doesn't make any good business sense not to do it so i can't i can't fault them for for you know all of them for picking and borrowing stealing outright whatever you however you want to view that from the other ones at all Right. And now and now they're they're staples in battle royale games. Yeah. You can't if it's not there, you're almost doing yourself a disservice. It's just it's um, an evolution of, of the game mode. And if it's I mean yeah. if it's something good and players like it, like I said, there you have no reason not to add it other aside from just being stubborn. Totally. Um with that said, are there any mechanics from other games, even ones that aren't battle royale in nature, uh, you would like to see implemented into this genre? Hmm. I can't think of anything that really jumps out at me from another battle, like one that one has that the other ones don't. Like I know, I mean, the last I played PUBG, there's no like revive system as far as like bring back a dead teammate. 
Um, but I feel like that doesn't really jive with the aesthetic of PUBG. So like I don't mm-hmm. see them putting in a respawn point for your teammates unless they can figure out something really creative with that. It just doesn't seem logical. Right. Um, I the only thing that like Fortnite really doesn't have that the others do is like the attachments, but I feel like they do such a good job of delineating the different like levels of rarity with the weapons kind of yep. lends itself to the same type of pick and choose that you would as having, do I go with the six times scope or do I go with the two times like that sort of thing? Um, hmm. I'll tell you one thing I would love to have in Fortnite. Yeah. Lay it on me. Sliding. Oh Yeah. Yes, I would love to sprint and slide. I agree with that. Um, I would love just a little bit more freedom of movement in Fortnite. Not don't you don't, don't have to make it Apex Legends. You don't have to make it Black Ops Four. But yeah. I I need something that's just more than sprinting, walking, or crouching. I, I need some type of because even jumping, jumping feels so heavy in Fortnite. When you jump and you're up in the air you kind of go up and then immediately come down and you almost got to kind of come to before you can aim your weapon again. And a lot of people do it, especially, and they hip fire shotguns when they do it. But I always feel like, man, if I could just like run, slide, jump, jump, run, slide, like, and just throw somebody's aim off because when you get the jump on somebody or somebody gets the jump on you in this game, unless you or they drastically screw up, the person who gets the jump is always going to come out on top. Yeah. Always. And I don't feel that way in Apex Legends. I feel like if if I get the jump on somebody, I'm dead. <laughs> just, yeah. That's just how I feel about Apex. I think, um, so of the three of them, in terms of like getting the drop on someone, I think Apex has, Apex is the most forgivable. Like if you, if you get snuck up on, you have a ton of opportunity to turn that situation back around. Um, I think Fortnite falls somewhere in the middle. It just kind of depends on how good you are at building and then how good they are at shooting at you. Um, whereas PUBG is by far the worst for getting ambushed. Like I feel like nine times out of 10, when I die in that game, I'm like, where did that come from? I have absolutely no idea where I got shot from. Yeah, man. And you're looking for toothpicks out in the horizon. And that's, that's, that is the most frustrating thing about PUBG for me is not having any earthly idea of where that person was at. And like, yeah, you can go back and you can look at your replays. But if I went back and looked at all those replays <laughs> to see where somebody was at whenever I got killed, man, I'd be doing more watching than playing. Yeah. Um, that's really why I don't play a ton of PUBG is just of the three. I feel like it's the most unforgiving and frustrating which i get totally get that some people are like into that and like sure there's times where i'm like you know what i want to try PUBG because it's a, a big challenge but mm. it's more frustrating than fun well i'll uh, give you another one oh, one just, that we talked I, about i just thought of one, thought of one? i, I right. think of it's probably gonna be the same one um fortnite does not allow you to switch the shoulder that you're firing from yeah that wasn't mine, but that needs to happen. Yeah, that really needs to happen because i can't tell you how many games have ended because I'm you're always looking over your right shoulder regardless who you're playing as. I don't know if there's a way to change that. I have not found a way to change that. I actually you know I just, I just googled it while we were talking. There isn't. And okay. it looks like it's still an issue. And granted the the first result I looked at, I didn't look at the date, but it was still Yeah. I guess it's something that Peaking, they're aware of, but it hasn't been brought out. Yeah. 
in battle royale games, for those of you who haven't played, peeking is such a big thing. When you're peeking around walls, you're peeking around corridors, especially in tight corridors. Yeah. Um, you always want to peek because this, the second you leave yourself exposed, you're done. Mm-hmm. And in Fortnite, you can only peek around your right shoulder. So if I'm going towards a door and it's on my left, I can't get the peek around that corner. I can only look around the left corner of the door because I'm looking around my right shoulder. Yeah. So if somebody's coming in on the opposite side and they're you going towards the door, completely they expose have, yourself. I've, I'm completely exposed before I even see them, and they'll they'll sh- they'll one shot me. Yeah. It happens. It happens so much more than it needs to. If I just had the ability to do that when I'm aiming, like I hit shift while I'm aiming down the sights, like in um. I was just playing another game that did that. Uh, Control, I think that. I think that. the division does it like that too. It's shift. The division does that too. Yeah, um, that that needs to happen. Another thing, switching um, topics over to Apex, they need a solo mode. They need yes a solo mode. I know they've done it in. I know they did it in season two. I know that the Shadowfall mode in in this event for season three has kind of a solo mode with the Shadowfall stuff. But they need a dedicated solo mode. I, I don't want to play with random squads every single time I boot up the game and have one guy go rogue, one guy be yelling at me because I'm not playing the way he wants me to play. You know, I'd rather, if I'm going to squat up, I want to go in with the mentality that I want to squat up, which is the only time I play Apex. And that's very rarely now because I just want to play solo sometimes. Right. Because I want to be responsible for my own actions and be accountable for just me. Right. And you don't want to feel way, like you got carried to a win either. Yeah, like I told you that um, when we were texting earlier today, I had a win in Apex, and it it wasn't. I didn't feel good about it because I went down in the firefight before um, there were. So there, it, it was like four squads left. I went down in that firefight, took one person down with me, and then it was down to two squads and the two guys that were with me who were exponentially better than me without question uh won the game with ease and i was like well that just feels wrong i don't feel like i earned that win i don't feel like i did anything cheapens the victory yeah i think people would argue but you were on the team you did some of these things i really didn't i didn't heal anybody i didn't help them i didn't revive anybody i didn't do any recovery i took one enemy down that whole round because we hid the whole time which is so boring in games, I just want to drop near the edge of a map and then work my way in and fight the people in into the circle. Yeah. That's how I always want to play battle royale games, so that I'm keeping the up the pace of action. Yeah, I think both and you I'm and getting I better. Tend, tend to play more aggressively than than passively as well. Well, it makes me better and more comfortable with the mechanics, so that when I do want to hide and I do want to be do want to be patient, I'm I feel much more comfortable than. Oh man, I haven't fired a gun all match. What's going to happen when I finally fire this gun? Right. It's like when you're playing paintball and you're afraid to get shot the first time, and once you get out, once yes, all right, I'm good to go, and then you can do right. your, you know, whatever you want to do. Right. And if Apex had a solo mode, I could go in, play a couple rounds with a couple different heroes, be like, who do I want to main right now? Who feels good? Um, get used to the guns, get used to that movement and that speed and that momentum, and then go in and play squads with people and then take it a little bit more seriously rather than, hey, guys, this is my first game. These guys have been, I've been playing for 10 hours and they're like, we're ju- we're jonesing for a win. We right. need you on board. And like it, it's it's just a totally different game and a mindset. I get it. I think that when you look at the all the abilities of, of all the different legends, like 
they they all mesh together well as part of a three person team, but mm-hmm. I don't think that they're so um, imbalanced on their own. Like it, that no one could be affected. Like you couldn't be ineffective playing by yourself. I think they're all perfectly viable to use in a solo situation. So I don't I don't know what what their argument is against having a solo mode, but I mean it's really bizarre that they are the only battle royale game that does not have a single a singles mode yeah that blows me away yeah i would play so much more apex if there was a dedicated permanent solo mode not just an event not just a season but like just bring it i don't understand why it's not there yeah agreed um so coming back to fortnite we kind of touched upon this um kind of haven't uh, explicitly, but what was it about this season for you that really, or I guess this new chapter really, what was it about this this iteration of Fortnite that has really sucked you in compared to the last time you played it? What's what's the big difference there that's you know keeping you playing? I think I said it already, but it's it's the fact that they pulled out all of the stuff that they implemented in the first year of Fortnite, that first 10 seasons. Um, I think so, that's so all, all the, all the wacky stuff, basically all the like wacky, Jackie garbage, all that stuff is gone. All the anti-gravity stuff, all the weird shopping cart vehicles, all that stuff, like all the weird guns, the, the unique abilities and characters and things that came out. Like they, they literally, wiped the entire slate clean and said we need to make a good battle royale game at its core that feels uh widely accessible uh feels fulfilling that that doesn't have a steep learning curve but it it rewards a certain style of gameplay the, the style that they want you to play um and they dialed it all back and i can see why people would be turned off to it at this point mm-hmm. i was turned off to all the weird wacky stuff that's why people flock to fortnite to begin with fortnite actually had i think it's worth saying because it's topical fortnite actually had their worst revenue month this month um i think they lost like 43 percent revenue from the last season to chapter two um i don't know if that speaks to specifically the last season or if people are just like this is just so weird, wild, and wacky. We don't even know where to begin or where to unpack this. So, um, so were those number? I mean, because I'm, I'm guessing, are you talking like the last month of, well, I guess that would have been season 10? Is that mm-hmm. where those numbers are coming from? I believe so. Okay. And leading into chapter two. Okay. So I really think they wanted to wipe the slate clean and be like, what can we do to start over? make it a new game they, they've changed the camera angles they've changed a lot of the character models all the mm-hmm. base character models are different um and they've they they've they've just made it easier to understand and comprehend and wrap your head around yeah. um i think they were almost at a point where it was like it was like a cake that was like a chocolate cake that was too chocolatey it was too rich couldn't stomach it and they they dialed back on the chocolate not even that i think they had a cake that was okay and then they just kept adding more toppings to it to make it taste better but at the end of the day the cake wasn't really that good so although you put skittles and chocolate chips and cookies and all this crap on top of it it still was crappy chocolate cake at the core so they were like screw it we're gonna remake we're gonna make a new cake and we're gonna make sure that this one tastes good 
and then we'll start adding icing to it. Then we'll start adding more toppings to it. Then we'll start decorating it. Then we'll put it on a pedestal. Then we'll do all these like, and I, and, and that, that's what I've seen with this. So I, that's why I gave it such a, such a hard look and such a, such a hefty try of playing it and mm-hmm. played it so much and enjoyed it so much that I, I ended up buying the battle pass and, and you as well. Yeah. Um, so I really think it is that they just went back to their core. They said we're gonna we're gonna start over from scratch. Um, it's still Fortnite. It still feels like Fortnite felt when I played it. Yeah. But when I played it this time around, having been so far removed from it before, I thought, was it always like this? Yeah. Why didn't I? Why didn't I? Cl- why didn't I click into this before? I, f- I feel like did I mature in my taste as a gamer and now something like a battle royale speaks to me because of the competition that's there and the skill base that it takes to to be successful in this genre or did they really change it enough to a point where it feels like a much more polished well thought out game that is a love letter to what they learned in the first 10 seasons and is now just a better game overall because of it. So I'm 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 not sure, but I think for me it's just mechanically sound. It's fun, and when you finish high up in the ranks or you win a game, it is unlike anything else I've felt playing games. And that feeling and 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 going for that feeling, no matter how many times I win, no matter how many times I lose, keep going back for more because I want that feeling again. Yeah, and it's fun. You and I played duos the other night, and we had an absolute blast playing it because we made it our own game. We made it our own fun. Yeah. Um, so that actually is a great segue into oh. my one of my last questions here. Um, I think when people think about a battle royale game um, and the type of people that play it, I think most people would, would think of two categories of people. Kids that have no responsibilities and all the time in the world, and or money. people that right, and people that yeah. play literally play games for a living. Um, it's easy to see why those two would excel at it because they're both spending a ton of time in the game, so they can put in the hours required to get the skill to get win after win after win. Mm-hmm. What advice do you have for people like us, in other words, people that have lives and responsibilities, um, to? get the most out of a battle royale game when maybe they haven't been able to do that in the past well first of all let me say i definitely have responsibilities big old question mark if i have a life or not <laughs> big old question mark. Um, you have more life than to, a lot of other people i'm we'll trying to get one of those because <laughs> i've been told to do that um no i uh my advice to anybody who has like myself been on the outside looking in wanting to try and be successful in genre because a lot of the people that I gravitate towards in the gaming world that I enjoy watching, uh, streamers, YouTubers, whatever, um, I find a lot of the Battle Royale gamers fascinating. Guys like Dr. Disrespect, guys like Ninja, uh, guys like, um, you know, even some of the guys that do some of the big end stuff that we were talking about in, in Destiny. That stuff fascinates me, and you kind of want to emulate that in in your own life, but you you are quickly reminded you are not that competitive gamer. You can't just see the twig out in the distance on the horizon and immediately put your cursor or your analog stick there and just get a one-shot kill and feel good about yourself. When you try to replicate that in real life, you're quickly reminded you don't have those skills. Um, My advice to you is the thing that we always say, and that's 
make it your own game. Yep. You don't like there's rules to the battle royale game. There's definitely a way to to play that and a successful way to play it. But if you're comfortable with just hiding and waiting and then moving on to the next thing and being real stealthy and maybe you get the jump on somebody once or twice a game or you just want to be like I'm going into the hot zone where all the good stuff is right dead center of the map and I know there's going to be 15 other people around me but I'm willing to take my chances and just hone my skills uh, and then I'll sit and camp for the rest of the game or you know however you want to play it um, I encourage you to try it that way Um, I also encourage you to not give up it is going to be so easy when you first start playing these games to want to quit because you died immediately or somebody got the jump on you or something happened that you didn't understand i'm still trying to figure out and wrap my head around the building mechanics of uh fortnite yeah um both of us we definitely lean heavy on our shooting ability and i think that's another good point to make is you don't have to play like everybody else. Like we're we're not good builders. It's tough for us to just get that weird muscle memory to just shoot a tower. And there's there's this giant tower and with you know seventeen suites on it. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to play like everybody else. Play to your strengths, and it's absolutely viable. It's going to be a little bit tougher, but I think when you get those wins using the skills that you like or the skills that you gravitate towards, it's that much more rewarding. Right. And if it helps you, this is what helped, at least Brandon and I, when we were going back and forth, when we were talking about it, um, when we first started playing Fortnite, um, we were really frustrated. We would call them architects. Every time we'd come across somebody who's definitely played Fortnite, is definitely well-versed in it, you can tell because they build these massive structures, these massive towers, these massive f- forts. They're they're constantly like breaking through walls and getting away from you and getting the jump on you. It's extremely frustrating yeah. because every time you want to shoot at somebody, they throw a wall up in your face. And we were like, how the hell do you beat these architects? Like, what do you do? You got to put yourself in their shoes. What are they doing? How are they thinking? Why are they building the tower? They're trying to get away from you. They're mm-hmm. trying to break your line of sight. Yeah. Instead of so, running away from you, they're just running up from you. Right. They're just running up or they're hiding and waiting for for your next move. And what we started to do was instead of play their game, try to make them uncomfortable because they're trying to be, go back to a state of, of being comfortable. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I feel safe now because I have walls around me and everything's destructible in Fortnite. Yeah. If you shoot everything in the world with enough bullets or your pickaxes or whatever you're using, it's all going to break eventually. And it's all going to give you resources that can be used to build more stuff in the world, which is what these guys do and gals. Um, but I found that making people uncomfortable and rushing them and playing to the strengths of our games, which we lean heavily into the shooter mechanics, like Brandon said, um, making them uncomfortable and getting those good angles uh, allowed me to be successful more times than none. Mm-hmm. Now, when you get down to the top five or top three, then you're always going to have an architect there. Uh, it's 100% of the time yeah. somebody's going to be there building up a building because typically the circle is going down to an area where there's nothing there. Um, and now it's just down to who can get the highest or who can get uh, the, the last skill shot. And it gets pretty crazy. Um, if you ever spectate a game or you watch a game, sometimes you'll have two people building around each other and you're just like, what the hell is even going on? Yeah, I can't make super hard to follow with some of them. Yeah. Um, but, you know, 
the game I, I, we've both won a couple games up to up at this point mm-hmm. and i can tell you right now i rarely if ever build something yeah it maybe it's to have have cover on my back so that i can heal or whatever it is but when it gets down to those top five rarely now i've been throwing up walls more just to you know give myself right. some more strategic positioning but i, I build not, out rather than up right and and that's what i've done and um it still comes down to it for me it's come down to i i get i get sniped somebody mm-hmm. gets distance on me and that's that's where i um become uncomfortable but if i get close quarters with somebody i feel much more comfortable because i feel like i can get a leg up on them yeah so play to your strengths if you're better at shooting and and and, and hanging back and sniping do that try to be mm-hmm. successful that way um but play with your friends too yeah, um i, I play solo a lot makes a big difference when you yeah. play with your friends you can, at the very least if you suck you can commiserate about how much you both right suck. <laughs> like brandon and i had a game that we played together where we had no business at all being anywhere near the top 10 but i think we ended up finishing like 11th or 12th mm-hmm. and it was because we found one of the new gunner boats that you can have up to four people in i think and the gunner boats actually launch missiles and we had just about at it with all these architects running around building these stupid structures so we just started riding the boat around and just shooting missiles at the towers and it was just like our way of giving the finger to everybody knowing we're not going to make it to number one but you're going to hate us getting there the main guy that was trying to fight us by building (laughs) above us i don't know if his intent was to drop down or just get a better angle or what what the case was but we prop we had to have uh we probably blasted down, I would say, like a good four or five, like tall Just towers. wasting his resources, man. Yeah. And I think yeah. eventually you got him because he was built. He's, he, we gave him enough time to build up that he started to build out and we knocked the tower space out and it just everything collapsed from there. And I think the fall is what downed him, which was but super man. satisfying when he fell. But we were cracking up we were like i can't believe that worked and then at no point in there were we like this is the strategy to win this match it was just like oh my god this is fun this is this is the essence of the game is i think probably my biggest piece of advice would be um don't make winning the match don't make that your goal no that should always be the icing on the cake that's a great point. Find something else to do that you find enjoyable, whether that's shooting down people's towers or just going for the most eliminations or focusing on the challenges for the battle pass, like in the case of Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Make your own goals, and I think as you reach those goals, that's going to be fun in and of itself. And then if you get a win along with it, then that's just you know the cherry on top. Yeah, man. Micro goals. Micro goals. Yes. Yeah. And then when you get that, like you said, when you get that number one, it's just cherry on top yeah not even the icing and i think making your own goals like that it also takes a lot of pressure off you because if you go in and you're like okay my goal is to win like you're there's a lot going on there's 99 other people that you're fighting up against um so i think taking a little bit of pressure off in that way will also do wonders for your enjoyment of this type of game i agree with that um my i we're down to my last question Mm mm-hmm uh, because we answered one of my other ones, uh, just chatting about the games. Yeah, that was, you that, said you that had was one case with mine. <laughs> you said you had. You said you had one more question. That was I my don't last know question. We that was your much, last question. Yeah, we pretty much looking over them. We all right. We covered everything. This is the question I wanted to end on. So, 
perfect. I think I mentioned it at the very top of the show. Battle Royale games have been around since at least 2016 mm-hmm. from what I what I researched. Um, and I think since then, they have pretty much taken the gaming world, the multiplayer gaming world by storm, mm-hmm. and they've made an absolute ass load of money more than any of us will ever see in our lifetimes or even comprehend if we could see it in a warehouse. <laughs> um, but I think it's become uh, quite a quite a staple in the multiplayer genre, Twitch streaming, esports, yeah. all of that stuff. Um, where do you see Battle Royale games in five years? Will they still be the money-making behemoths they are today? Or do you find that the ever-changing landscape of online gaming with loot boxes and microtransactions are having a significant impact on how these games are developed and received? I think as long as these games can keep that pace of innovating over and over, you know, on a pretty fast refresh rate, I think they have every chance of, of sticking around in five years. Um, I think especially when, you know, around that year or so after Fortnite and PUBG were super popular and you started seeing a lot of games um, just almost like seemingly shoehorning in a battle royale mode. I think a lot of people at that point kind of were kind of starting to write it off as just like a fad thing to do just to to get numbers into your game. Um, But I think the fact that, you know, three years on here, these games are as popular as they've ever been. They still pull consistent numbers. Um, you know, they have dips in, in viewers on Twitch whenever a new game comes out, but they almost always go back up. Um, I think they're here to stay, and I think that we're going to start seeing um, more and more games launch with a Battle Royale game mode in them as far as the shooter games go. Um, and we might even see some other off-the-wall stuff that's more like, uh, you know, your Tetris 99s where it's not a traditional Battle Royale uh, in the essence of it's, you know, you dropping into an island and shooting people. Um, but I think that one versus many concept um, is definitely here to stay. And I think it's just for the reasons we've talked about the, the thrill and the, the reward of winning these type of games. Um, it makes them a, a worthwhile thing for developers to follow and include in their game because it's, it's such a unique game mode um, would not be surprised if it kind of takes on the same sort of, um, essentiality that um like a death match and a team death match do in other shooters because you know at one point um you know there was quake was like the first one to do death match and from then on you know everyone loved that every shooter that came out if it didn't have a multiplayer mode um it got one and it got a death match mode in it so um mm-hmm. i think it's on that track to become as essential uh to the shooter genre especially um, as like a death match or a team death match. Yep. I agree with that. I think we'll see even more standalone battle royale titles, yeah. not even just modes and games. I think it's going to become a standard in the next five, 10 years. Um, but I really think we're going to see more off the wall, standalone battle royale esque mm-hmm. games where it's one versus a hundred, one versus a thousand, whatever it is. I think there's going to be much more of that. Yeah. I think these sure. operate really well with that, kind of games as a service model where they're making these changes and tweaks and you know over and over on a, on a quick schedule like that yeah. and there's always going to be a, a place in your uh, gaming 
schedule to sit down and get your single player me experiences but there's something to be said about being able to just pick up a battle royale game or just a multiplayer game in general Mm -hmm. and be able to get a match two matches three matches in and just that's your half an hour and you're you're done for the day yeah they're good good bite-sized games you know you can get they are a lot of fulfillment out of playing you know a round or two and super fun yeah but they also are doing a good job of rewarding you for for your longevity your dedication Mm -hmm. and you know definitely still want you to marry them somehow absolutely but but um it's not for everybody i totally understand that i hope that our discussion has made you uh curious if you're on the outside looking in to even try some of them out i think right now brandon i can say without a doubt that fortnite is our favorite and if you're looking to play a battle royale game definitely fire up fortnite chapter two it's free on everything that you can do literally everything yeah Android, yeah. iOS, PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, PC, like, and then the best part about it is, um, if you do decide that you get it on one of those and you have more than one, you can play it on whatever you want and pick up right where you left off. So I could just as easily, uh, you know, rank up my battle pass sitting there on the couch, hanging out with the wife on switch and then come downstairs and hop on the computer in my office and play, you know duos here with andrew and pick up basically right where i left off which is super awesome and that's another such a a future type thing (laughs) that i can't get enough of um but i hope more games employ that if they're going the way that i think they will i think that's going to be a pretty ubiquitous feature the cross progression yeah we've said it before and we've said it again it's i'd say in the next five years it's not going to be what you're playing but where you're playing it yeah for sure and that's exciting. Um, Brandon, is there anything else you want to mention? No, I think we've about covered everything that I have. Same. Same here. Um, what kind of Battle Royale games are you guys playing? Are you guys into them? Do you hate them? We want to know. So you can send us an email if you want to reach us. You can reach us at the GNA podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's the Golf November Alpha podcast at gmail.com. We are a proud affiliate with Reggie's House Podcasts. Uh, if you're into them and other podcasts, you might want to check out our boys, Connor and Andrew, um, on their podcast, Greedo Shot First. It's a Star Wars podcast about all things Star Wars and anything even freaking related to Star Wars. You can also catch us on Facebook, look at some of our past streams that might not be on our iTunes or our Twitch. Um, speaking of Twitch, we do go live on Twitch uh, every Wednesday right around 8.30, p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can watch it live with us or you can catch it um, audio recording only on uh, anywhere you get your podcasts uh, streamed. Uh, iTunes, etc. Uh, if you are on iTunes and you're listening to this podcast and you like it, why don't you shoot us a rate or review? We would really appreciate it and we'd love to hear from you what we could be doing better and what were we doing well and uh, want to keep uh, keep this thing going for you guys. Um, is there anything else I'm missing, Braden? I think you covered all the bases. Well, whether or not you play Battle Royales or whether or not your thing, Brandon, what do we always tell people? You know, we we espouse a lot of, of this stuff about what we've played with Battle Royales and what we think of all them, but I think uh, what you really need to keep in mind is no matter what us average Joes say or what the talking heads at your, your favorite YouTube or your gaming sites, what they all say, um, those are just their opinions. And really, at the end of the day, the only opinion that truly matters is your own. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>